This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I just found out my married son had an affair and the woman may be pregnant. We should edit that out. We would go to the bathroom somewhere. You guys want to talk about boobs for a quick second? Teeth not exactly that long. Like it's not like it was a a (laughs) teepidididimus. I think my life without television would have been drastically different. All I feel I do is get people pizza. Sex in a car is probably something you're not that great at. I was great at that, actually. Do we know the good shit? We absolutely do. I mean, you never leave a slaughterhouse protest feeling like you got what you wanted because, Mm. you know, they're still going to be murdered. They were daddy conversations, they were mommy conversations. This was a mistake. (laughs) Having you on the show was a mistake. Here's my thought. I just had an idea, but I forgot it. Um, (laughs) So... Shit, it was really good. It was about protesting. The dating life in general should have just straight up contracts. Should be like sports. I was about to say what's up, everybody. Every single deal about to say I what? open, I was, I was about to say what's up, everybody. Oh. And I realized the other day after watching, listening to these back, okay, I say what's up, everybody, and nobody can respond. Nobody ever can say anything back. So I shouldn't say that anymore. I should just say welcome to, it's episode 10, Dear Albie. Alex is here. Oh, there Hi. you go. Chris is here. <laughs> Hello. We've got Alex back. I kind of botched this I don't, whole intro, huh? When I'm introduced, I don't want to be referred to as Chris. I want to be referred to as Chris Manzo 8. That is my Venmo name. <laughs> and until this shit becomes fruitful, I will continue to raise a fist and protest. I'll, shout out to Alex on the protest front. <laughs> Alex is back. Finally. What's up, Alex? Hi. So, first of all, thank you for the, the first bunch of episodes that we did. A bunch came out, obviously. Number one, have you been listening to the show at all? You, you don't have to lie. Have you been listening? I have. Yeah. I, well, I listened to most of them. So the ones you were on. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to two others too. <laughs> but we're very, very happy to see Alex again. A bunch of people requested that you actually come back. So we were very, very happy about that. And we hope this goes better than we actually did have Lillian back and the episodes got deleted. And this is probably when Lillian will fight, figure that out. <laughs> oh, so no. Lillian, it's not that we didn't like them. They were wonderful. Uh, we just haven't heard them. Because I hope someone told Lillian about that. No, because the episode, we did another episode of Lillian uh, where we actually talked about how those got deleted and uh, we lost that one too. So <laughs> the, the episode where Lillian was going to figure that out uh, didn't happen either. It was rough. We had a rough go of it, but we're here. Here it is. People are actually listening to us. Can you believe that? Yeah. The last time, all of us just kind of had a few drinks and we're talking about, you know, 
everything random, uh, whether or not I bite people and everything, people actually listen to this stuff. No, I got a lot of messages. I got a lot of messages about veganism, which has mm-hmm. been great. Yes. So, thank a- you. Anything, any, any, well, no, because well, we talked about that. Anything else you want to, like, really, uh, any big cause you want to plug real quick before we get into it? I mean... I'm just going to say to every woman out there, I think we really need to keep plugging away. I know there's been a few setbacks recently, but I think that's pretty important that we keep going along. Big uh, Alex, well, for those that didn't listen, go listen back to the, in the beginning of the year. Alex, big protester, big cause-based person. Um, so we're Thanksgiving coming up. Here. Alex, tell us what you're doing on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, so I will be at 7 a.m. at a slaughterhouse in Newark, New Jersey. Wow. Um, <laughs> on Thanksgiving? Yes, on Thanksgiving. Don't you think it's a little late at that point, though? I mean, you kind of, like if you're going to be there, now it's probably the time. Uh, we do a lot of stuff leading up to it, but um, we go that morning, too. About, I think, 65 million turkeys estimated uh, are killed every Thanksgiving in America. On the actual day? Well, in the days leading up to it, yeah, but, you saying. know, they're consumed for the holiday. Um, but even on the day, too, uh, people can still go there and pick up uh, freshly killed birds the Got day it. of, so... Mm-hmm. We go with signs, and we try to do a little bit of outreach. Sometimes they get deliveries. We try. Is pricing different depending on size of the birds? Is there? And also, can you give me an address? And you know, I don't look too much into uh, the (laughs) the values Um, on them. Here's my thought. Mm -hmm. I just had an idea, but I forgot it. Um, (laughs) So, shit, it was really good. It was about protesting. I forgot, sorry. Well, no. Bring it back, guys. <laughs> I asked Alex before, like, have you ever left a protest? Like, wow, we nailed that one. Like, we got what we wanted. Um, I mean, you never leave a slaughterhouse protest feeling like you got what you wanted because, mm. you know, they're still going to be murdered. Um, sometimes you feel good after you leave maybe a protest, um, AV protest. So we kind of hold up screens on our bodies, showing footage from slaughterhouses, and then we do a little bit of outreach with people. Hmm. So sometimes you can leave, you know, with that, with maybe talking to one or two people who are ready to sort of consider making the switch to veganism. So those are kind of the only times you leave feeling there was a success. Will you tofurkey? I'm pro tofurkey, not a personal fan of it, but Got it. So what have, do you, don't have a problem with I mean, with this anything. is one hell, of, one hell of a segue. This is the Thanksgiving episode of mm-hmm. Dear Albie. And, and here we are. So what will you eat on Thanksgiving as a vegan? I mean, you can still eat a ton of things. You know, I'll have mashed potatoes. I'll have all the different sides. I'll well, have no butter. asparagus. Vegan butter. It tastes oh, okay. exactly the same. I mean, on that note, Chris Manzo, we have a bunch of things. Number one, DearAlbyMailbag at gmail.com. Make sure you guys hit us up. The uh, inbox has been getting flooded by some really, really deep questions, guys. If you guys want to go down that road, we absolutely will. But please... Throw some fluff in there, too. Every once in a while, you guys could be a smart ass. It's fine. I mean, I do enjoy reading because I'll be honest. I see these emails sometimes, and I'm like, people's lives must be pretty fucked up because I don't think I would email myself if I heard me on a podcast. <laughs> I, I give the worst advice ever, so I'm like, damn, like, who do you have to turn to if, that's who you're, if you're sending me the email? So send the email because I feel like you need to get that off. Like, I think you need – if you have something deep and serious to say, you can still send it because I don't want you to keep that bottled up. But also, please send nice – you know – like this one pour your heart if you must we're not we're not we're not discouraged dear albie that's not to be all serious from michelle g or michelle G. do you go out the night before thanksgiving i should probably mention that we're in hoboken new jersey in my apartment and it's the loudest place on earth uh back to michelle dear albie uh oh no, i'm sorry there's a question to start with i read this wrong alex you're a bartender here in hoboken new jersey i am al you're uh 
you're you're a guy who's about town. Yep. Do you guys still go out the night before Thanksgiving? I I don't know. If, I'm assuming it's a whole countrywide thing, right? That everyone they, goes out the night before Thanksgiving. They call it the biggest going out night of the year. That's amateur. Um. That, do you do you feel that's the do you work the night before Thanksgiving? I out? do. I work. And yeah. is it a busy night for you guys over I there? I mean, it's it's a fairly busy night, but it's nothing crazy. Do you think it's more of a nightclub busy, or is it is it bar? I think it's more of a local bar busy. I think um, the local bars in your town when people go home mm-hmm. usually tend to get like really crazy on that night. Yeah. Um, cities tend to empty out a little bit because people leave to go home. Mm-hmm. So I think it the I think the party gets spread out a lot more between suburban and city locations mm-hmm. as opposed to usually when the cities get a majority of the people. Yeah, you know what's weird? I feel like and there's a couple of reasons I think for this m- most likely. Um, I I'm not a big going out on Thanksgiving Eve person or really a lot of the major holiday type things I don't like to be in the bars when they're super crowded you know Chris I don't know about you I think we're kind of the same way on that I, I don't like being anything that's too crowded yeah. oh I remember what I was going to say before you're waking up at 7am to, sla- to stop the slaughtering of a, of a turkey I am Al <laughs> what's what would you wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning oh I'm sorry be at Newark at 7am yeah we're there by so you're waking up at 5am yeah you're up at 5am yeah okay what needs to die for you to wake up at five o'clock in the morning? Probably somebody I know. And that's a that's a that's a loose probably. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not a hunt I'm taking inventory of the people in my head right now. I'm looking around the room and I'm like five AM, I have to wake up and be active and make sense. At seven AM in Newark, there's a there's a short list of people I would do that I'll for. I'll tell you what, people th- on the other on the other end of that, okay, here's a fact. When Marky was born she called Chris and me at 5 a.m. Yeah. I did not pick up the phone call. I was sleeping. I slept through that call. I guess my phone was on whatever, like vibrate, whatever. Chris picks up the phone. I picked it up. And said, wow, she's, she's, oh, you're going to the hospital now? That's awesome. It's too early for this. Yeah. And hung up the phone yeah. Lauren at 5 a.m. and said, my water just broke on my way to the hospital. I said, Lauren, I love you. Congratulations. You're going to be a great mom. I didn't say all that. But I did say, it was, oh, my God. I said, Lauren, later. no, no, for real. I said, Lauren, I'm so excited for you. This is great. But, um. I'm not going to lie. It's really fucking early. I'll be there at around 7. I'm sure she was thrilled. Yeah. Uh, no, she got it. She told me and Lauren, she gets it. No, I, I woke up at around 7.30 that morning to a bunch of missed calls and a message. I'm headed to the hospital. I jump up. I call Chris. I'm coming to pick you up right now. You know, Lauren, Lauren's going to the hospital. He goes, yeah, I know. She called me. Yeah. I said, you talked? And he goes, yeah. So, And Chris wouldn't wake up for the birth of someone. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you got to really be high on the list. It's, you know? it's, I, I take my time seriously. And if I'm in bed and it's anything, I call anything like prior to 10 a.m., like just the Bermuda Triangle, like don't send it near my phone. It's not going to get to me. I'll read it, but I'll forget it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, most of the conversations that are group texted to make this podcast happen um, are a bunch of people texting in the, in the morning and me responding in the, the early morning, which is 1 o'clock in the morning or something like that. And that's when I'll give my thoughts on everything that's happening. <laughs> so let's get into the mailbag from Michelle G. Michelle G. Mm. She said, Dear Albie, I know you don't have in-laws yet, but my husband's mother is a raging lunatic. We spend Thanksgiving with, this, with his side of the family every year, and it seems to get worse. She recently fought our neighbors. <laughs> I... I'll get into it later. Uh, recently fought our neighbors on a weekly basis, tries picking ridiculous fights with me for no reason at all. I'm hitting my breaking point, and I think it's time to speak up on how I agree uh, on how to show her I won't take this craziness anymore. I'm slightly hoping she doesn't say something insulting to me so I can tell her off. I'm sorry. I read that wrong. She's slightly hoping she does say something so she could tell her off and leave. Right. Uh, terrible idea. Should I brush it off? Most people have crazy in-laws. 
Uh, would you skip Thanksgiving with your own family to deal with a mother-in-law who... So basically the biggest problem here is um, she doesn't like her mother-in-law. She's angry all the time. And she sounds like she would like to spend the time with her family, but she, she has to spend it with this so, Russian woman. So they uh, in, in this in this question, now she's going to the mother-in-law's house or the mother-in-law is coming to her house? Uh, it appears that they're going to the, the, the husband's house all right. the time. So basically... You know, there's there's issues there, and she wants to know if it's okay that that they fight on Thanksgiving, or, or should they? Should well, would you? Up? Well, the, the question plainly is: Would you deal with this? Would you skip your own family Thanksgiving to be in a less happy environment? Well, I don't think you're skipping your own family Thanksgiving. I, what I would my my assumption is that her and her husband have some type of thing worked out where Thanksgiving at one place, Christmas at another place, that type of a thing. But let's say that's not what it is, um, and you're going on a holiday by holiday basis. The way I always looked at it was this. When you marry somebody, you're marrying their family too. And if you've got a beef with, you know, your significant other's family and their parents or this or that, you know, when you get married, you're really starting your own family. And the parents have to respect the relationship, respect you guys and all of that other stuff. If you've got a beef with their their parents specifically, okay, your job, in my opinion, is to kind of deal with it to make it easy on your husband in the sense that, like, you know – if they're just trying to enjoy Thanksgiving with their family and all that other stuff, you don't want to leave there thinking that you've caused problems in the relationship that will just build up and last for a lifetime. I think it's his job to see how his mother is behaving and how it might impact you and just try and do his best to smooth that over as best he can. You know, Because it's kind of like you guys are a new family unit at that point. We're known for having a family that definitely gets into the the little like minutia ends of the relationship. They're not afraid to, to share opinions, right, Chris? You would say that. I would agree. So like if we've been in or also certain situations where I've dated somebody that my mother did not like so much. You know what I mean? Even in that moment, in just the dating end of things, I would sit her down and just say, "Listen, you know." Are you thinking that mom? Like, what would your percentage be at in your own head? Yeah. Not because I'm asking you this question. Like before I ask this question. What would your percentage be of people mom did like that you brought home? Wow, that's a great question. I'm going to go with about like because I, I like wanted to say who are you asking about, who are you talking about or referring to, yeah. but I it it's I could think of more people you'd be referring to than not. So you mean didn't like or actually like? So so do you think that? There, I guess there's a difference between like and tolerated. I think people mom genuinely liked, I'm going to go with around 10, 15% of the actual people that actually showed up. Like if 10 people showed up, okay, she liked one and a half of them. Okay. Okay. It's like one solid and then halfway on the other. But like maybe she's met, let's call it 20 girls over the course of my lifetime. Okay. Where I was a, is that a lot? Yeah. I'm is that just, a I'm, huge I'm a number? number I'm throwing that number out. There. I feel like you're not throwing that number out <laughs> no, there. Because like, my number's three. Mom's met three people from me. In your life. Yeah. In my life. I'm older than you. By three years. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I th- you know what it is? No, I, no, no, no. Now it's a new conversation. I've also, a, no, I've also wanted to bring people around because I think I'm the oldest and I've wanted – my family means a lot to me and I like to get their opinion of people that I'm seeing or whatever. I mean I don't think the number – the real number of people I, they've met is 20. I, I, think. I, I think it's worth looking into that I would – I think I should conduct a count because I think that Al will be a little unfair. But I'll go into people that I consider that Al has dated and like introduced to mom. Right. And if – I mean like you said 10%, but you said it as if it's like a 
you know, it's a low number. Like it's I a low like, number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. why. That's why. So I, like, ten percent. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's it's it, that's a low number. So we're gonna we're gonna turn this around in a minute and see if maybe you know Thanksgiving, the ghost of Thanksgiving past is gonna come in and take a look at how many holidays have you had girls over for? I don't think that many. I only think like four or five girls ever that I've dated, right? I mean, I don't want to, we don't have to drop names well, on this. Somebody, <laughs> somebody also wrote in similar question, dear Albie, and this is probably my favorite question asker yet. Uh, should anyone be allowed to come back for Thanksgiving if they started a fight the year prior and despite their rank in the family? Sincerely, definitely 140 characters. That's someone that listens to this show and listens to yeah. my feedback that a lot of these letters are way too long. Mm. And, and we have a finite amount of time and I can't read all of them. And I could certainly read them the night before and just kind of summarize them. But that's, that takes away the authenticity of it. <laughs> There's a common thread here. And I think people are doing holidays wrong. And then I'll leave you guys to answer this question. Alex, I'll go to you first right after. But... The point of holidays is to be around people you're not around that often... And just kind of reassure yourself that you're not the most fucked up person in your family. So the whole purpose of gathering is to say, wow, Uncle Blank is a mess. Cousin Blank <laughs> is a mess. And then you go to work with your head held high the next four weeks till Christmas comes along and they really double down or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Boxing Day or whatever it is that you celebrate in December. But what do you guys think of that? Um, I mean, I don't really celebrate holidays in the traditional way anyway. I don't celebrate Thanksgiving personally. Um, and I for, also, for a reason or, or just a... Um, I think the, the, idea, like the ideology behind Thanksgiving, like the premise Is it the people slaughter or the animal I, slaughter that bothers you? Um, I mean, the 65 million turkey part bothers me, but also to, you know, like, I think in like 1492 to 1650 um, the Native American population up by 200 million would you have so I just feel like you're celebrating do that do you think you would have protested then perhaps on Plymouth Rock would Alex have been there in the 1400s to say hey um, um, I think if you, Alex, know, you and your buckle hats get out of here <laughs> I think if Alex had she would have been killed for being you know accused of being a witch so. right. uh, well yeah that's probably I mean, true too you know that we've come a long way <laughs> we've, we've had that conversation we've had yeah. that conversation before that Alex would die and be accused of a witch yeah we, we did talk about this we once. did actually we did alright yeah. well, let's, let's just raise right over this that's something I never thought we've touched on in the past but well no I think like look the, the holidays are great right but I do think people I don't know if and I've thought about this before I feel like our family and maybe Italian families in a sense in general um, have a different kind of dynamic in that they talk a lot more often or when they see each other. Like a lot of my friends that I'll, I'll know that I, like, let's say I went to college with, right, will literally sometimes see their own family on an immediate basis on the holidays. Like that's very, very – like everybody just kind of goes on and have their own life. And maybe that's the point of it, right? To me – Having the actual argument on Thanksgiving or on Christmas or whatever never really was the case in our family. It was more, oh, the people that we are also arguing with are here. And then after a while, like where I've landed, at least in my – when I got older, I always just kind of looked at it like, look, if – I don't look at the holidays as the type of thing. If it's the if, – if the holidays come up and, hey – we're all getting together, and in the spirit of Christmas or the spirit of Thanksgiving, let's put things behind us so we can be a family and work our issues out. I think that's great. If it's a – it's the holiday, so we're supposed to get together, so let's silently hate each other and passive-aggressively, like, you know, not say hello in the typical way or whatever it is, they shouldn't be there, period. They just shouldn't be – so to answer her question, 
not that they shouldn't be allowed back because they start arguments on Thanksgiving. If you're really got a beef with somebody, okay, and you're not going to use the holidays as a situation to work it out, and everybody knows that, okay, and there's like a, a lot of just like it's adversarial. There's nobody else that these people are trying to see. Then yeah, I, get, I don't really see a point in them being there to begin with. I, I got to be honest. I, I think you need those people. I think it's <laughs> I think it's no different than you know like what what would Game of Thrones be without people like Baelish and and people like you know uh, Joffrey. You need people that everyone can gather around and say they're the problem, and then you can leave and say what a great family we what a, what a great contributor I am to this group. I don't know. The older I got, the less I started going to family functions. I haven't really gone to a Thanksgiving or Christmas in years. So I just think holidays are for pleasure. You should just take the do, day off and do whatever you want. Do you go to other people's holidays? Like, will you go to a friend's Thanksgiving? Not a friend's giving. I mean, like, will you go to a friend's family's house or something like no, that? No, I would honestly prefer to just stay home so alone and watch movies. There's someone named out. Zelda. Uh, well, she might be dead. We don't know. 1989, January 4th. So this is the very beginning of 1989. Later this year, Chris Manzo was born. <laughs> nice. Five months and 20 days later, I was born. And Happy this person day. was on the same earth as me, probably. Uh, dear Abby, I'm going to – I'll read it. Dear Abby, January 4th, 1989, every year – this is a real Abby question, obviously not written to my brother or myself. But if you do have your own question, dear I'll be mailbag at gmail.com. Every year for the last several years, I have asked my friend Zelda – kind of funny already – to join my family and a few close friends for Thanksgiving dinner. Zelda is a kind, considerate, unmarried woman who is treated rather coolly by, uh, by women who, whoa, and is ogled by their husbands. What a word. Ogled. Have you ogled anyone recently? No. What's the difference between ogling? What, ogling is really like. Like ogling? Do you get ogled when you walk down the street? It's ogling, right? Is it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I get ogled, but I don't. So what's an ogle? That's a so search It's engine. like a stare that lasts like a little too long. I feel like an ogle is more, is what that should be called. I feel like because ogle, ogle feels very intrusive. Ogle to me is ogle like inquisitive of ogle. I feel like girls ogle where guys ogle maybe. I no? think it's just ogle. No, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's ogle. So anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, and they're oogled by their husbands does not sound right she doesn't understand the problem but i do as my husband puts it she dresses like a streetwalker end quote wow her her clothes are too tight her necklines are too low i've seen her in more modest attire but not often abby what do you make of her behavior she's quite defensive when advice is prof pro did you do this on fucking purpose um when i when advice is given to her with a word with a start to the fucking pay uh on on any subject She's a wonderful friend, and I don't want to hurt her feelings, but I wish I could tell her how others perceive her manners of dress. Do you have any ideas? Maybe one of your readers has had this problem and knows how to handle it. I'm going to say a couple things before that. I don't care about her problem, but I think this is a good jumping-off point. Uh, by the way, it's from Stumpton, Texas. Maybe the fact that you're in fucking Texas is the reason that she's wearing less clothes than everybody else. It's 1,000 degrees outside. Anyway, do you guys ever invite people to holidays, which is where I was going with the previous question, uh, and... If so, like, what do you worry about? Like, what do you worry about where people might not fit in with your holiday because you're inviting your friend from blank? Like, for instance, here in Hoboken, I have a lot of friends from out of town. And um, and I have for years. And I'll bring them to Thanksgiving or I'll bring them to Christmas or I'll bring them to whatever else. And um, every now and then I'll be like, mm, I hope they fit in because they're very blank. You know, but like what's something that your family or do you bring people in? Is there a stress factor there? You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, first of all, I love Zelda. That's her name, right? Well, Zelda's, Zelda, Zelda is the friend. Zelda's the friend. Yeah. I love her. Yes. Totally on Zelda's side. Zelda should wear whatever the fuck she wants. I agree. Thanksgiving. Really don't care about your miserable husbands. She should yep. be able to wear whatever she wants. And they shouldn't shame her for it when they say that she should like isn't taking advice. She shouldn't. I agree with you. Very super super pro Zelda. So let's yep. start off there. I mean, yeah, I think it depends on like your family dynamic. If you're worried about bringing like friends and stuff over, like I was raised super liberally, so my friends all come over, and I don't really have that stress factor of whether or not people will fit in. But I also don't hang out with my extended family. I just hang out with my immediate family and my friends. So I don't really have that dynamic where you have to worry about that. Do you worry about like so? Do you do you have any situation in your life, right, with with any type of family gathering? Could be even a birthday situation, whatever, where you're dating somebody and you bring them in, and will you try and push them in a certain direction, based on just kind of wanting it to go well or whatever it is, like kind of like one oh hey like don't bring up politics or whatever it is, you know, or like how change how you dress or this or that. Like do you, will you will you like warm them up? I think when you start warming them up to act different around your friends or your family, then you're starting to like warm up for them to start acting different around you. So I think if you're not comfortable bringing them around your friends and their family because of their politics, the way that they act, then you really shouldn't be dating them in the first place. Yeah. Well, I mean, like to me, because so, to answer the question, what I was thinking immediately was there are people that I've like have dated in the past where either I sound like place, so many when he tells us. You know what though? It's not. I don't think it's a lot of people. I, but you know, Alex, it's funny. Alex, but just from the way he talks, you you would agree, right? And it sounds like it sounds like you're talking about like colors you've seen. Like there's just been so many of these things. I don't think so. I don't, I mean, you tell me. You think it's a lot of people that have met? I, I feel on like holidays, I'm not sure, but I, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm just telling the way you talk. It's Alex. Back me up. So it's like I'm picking on him. It sounds a little bit like like of all of these many things that I've had. Well, I think it might have been the 20 girls may have met the parents right. part. No, I, you know what? You know what? I got to tell you the truth. The the reason that I did that, the reason I gave the number 20 yeah. is when I, I was giving the number 10 and I said 15%. And I said, that's one and a half people. So if I go to 20, 50% oh. is three people. Okay. You know what I mean? So I said to myself, oh, okay, we're good there because Chris is not going to be able to do that math. This is literally the math the I'm throwing at him. I'm like, I, got, I, need a whole per, I need a whole person here. <laughs> That's literally where that came from. But you know what we're going to do uh, off this show? Little, you know, we're going to hit dinner later. I'm going to try and write this out. I'm going to come up with the number. That no, I just that. texted the family, uh, family group text, and I said, hey, guys, off the top of your head, podcast question, how many girls has Al introduced you to? Right? That's so, fair. Yeah, right, that's fine. Fair I just, and I just, I just got yeah. hit with the text. This is real. I can confirm that Chris actually did that. Um, that's what I was doing on my phone. Producer one who looked at me like I was, who was very <laughs> upset that I was on my phone. Got it. But, okay. So to that end, though, uh, there's I, a follow-up question. But go ahead, Al. It's, well, I feel like I have been I, I have been prepped by other people slash prepped people to say, oh hey, like you know maybe dress this way, don't bring this up, or like somebody will tell me, hey look, you know dress nicer because this is where we're going, or you know don't not that I'm wearing hats all the time, but like you know don't wear a hat if we're going here or whatever it is. Um, th- it's gone both ways. It's not just just me. But to your point. When I got older, I was like, no, like, you know, they should just kind of be how they are. Like when I hit like in my mid twenties, let's say, yeah. if I, I felt like if I had to coach somebody along, I shouldn't be hanging out with them, whatever, you know what I mean? Like yeah, for, exactly. for my own, it's not fair to either of us type of a thing. But what was the follow up, Chris? What do you got? Uh, well, also there was the, the Ann Landers actual answer, which was, uh, honestly, it was boring. She basically said, oh, if you know the, mo- like the more modest attire, maybe you say something along the lines of, hey, why don't you wear that little black dress that you wore? But if she shows up looking like a hooker. Well, at least you tried. So Ann Landers is slut shaming. Um, 
Rude. Besides that, Manzo follow-up question. The uh, what are the Manzo Thanksgivings? What are Manzo Thanksgivings like? How many people? What's the menu? Who carves the turkey? Al, Chris, have you carved the turkey? Uh, who gets the wishbone? Uh, when do you nap? Well, I think um, Manzo Thanksgivings are uh, very different, I would think, because the way we grew up with the catering hall and all that other stuff, Thanksgiving is one of the busiest days uh, for the Brownstone. So, is it really? Yeah, we actually grew up kind of dreading Thanksgiving. He's a merchant um, a of death. Little... He sells so many of these turkeys. And, yeah, don't, yeah, don't show up there with a sign or anything. Don't do that. <laughs> but that is, it's okay, I'm busy yeah, that day. Don't eventually. worry. <laughs> <laughs> but basically what happens is, um, you know, they do a lot of delivery such pickup orders that day. So we, when we were younger, like when we were teenagers, we have to work. And that was a dreadful day to work. And you would show up back home right around 630 at night. Um, Christmas Eve, sort of the same thing. But, uh, you know, so we start a little bit later with, for the actual food because we wait for my dad to come home. And we make really the whole day just kind of about having a good time prepping. Mom cooks anyway. It's a lot of like the fun sides and stuff happen. And then, you know, the turkey and stuff we just kind of get from the brownstone. We let dad do his thing. We don't That's do a true. very big ceremony and stuff. With the, the, That's not true. Well, mom cooks the turkey, but we actually have a turkey and the other stuff. For the you said the too. turkey we get from the brownstone. We, we make our own all the time. We smoked one last oh, year. No, we no, deep no, fried we one last one. year. No, no, no. My point is the traditional turkey that gets carved. Will usually come from the brownstone, then we'll get really creative with one. You smoked one. You, I was actually gonna sing your praises just now, but true. since you want to just kind of like jump down my throat like that. No, I'm just saying know. I don't know if it's true. I don't want you to. I mean, there's nothing wrong. I personally, I think everyone should get food from the brownstone. And to me, I can't imagine a better Thanksgiving experience. But my and our family, for whatever reason, we don't. That's not the. That's our our. Oh, it's like you getting pizza when you come home. You know what I mean? Like you're around pizza all day. The, right, like, but our whole thing is we try to make a turkey that dad hasn't had. That's yeah, the whole right. point of that. It's yeah, like, it's oh, different. dad ate this turkey all fucking right. day. Let's but, drink but, like a deep fried one. When you did the deep Not fried deep one, fried. it wasn't carved up like in the traditional sense. Yeah, well, now we're talking about turkey. You know we're I mean? talking turkey I'm now, trying guys. to answer <laughs> the question. I'm trying <laughs> to answer Yeah, I messed question. it up. You're right. You're right. You're right. You know what I mean? I don't even think anybody asked that question. Do you guys want to keep talking about holiday stuff or do you want me to ask a question about Miss Manners, which is basically an Ann Landers type? Mom answered your question. Oh. She said a dozen. A dozen? Yeah. All right. Well, what's an average amount? No, think about it. That's like if you count from when I was 20, that's one person... A year. That's not an insane amount of people. And I've, you're We're really not. going You're going back to something like 15. I mean, I've only ever introduced two, maybe? Three. And not, not to and, holidays. And I don't even... She said introduce two. Can I be honest yeah, with you? My, my answer is probably closer to two if you're talking about a formal, a traditional, I want you to meet somebody answer. It's probably two. Okay. But if I didn't exist, that number's probably higher because you saw how... You, love, was, you just love saying that. No, you created this no, blueprint for me to all, follow. No, no, you say it all the time that you said that... You actually said on this no, podcast. I said that I learned from mistakes that you can't seem to learn from. Yes, that's that's what, what I. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I said. I said I've managed to learn mistakes that you can't seem to learn from. No, it's not a matter of people though. It's my thing is I don't. I'm also just a more private person than you in general. I think you know there's relationships I've been in that I don't not just not introduce my parents to. I want to choose social media. I don't. I'm not yeah. that person that thinks that. You know, you need to acknowledge it on Instagram or Facebook that that I'm dating a person. I think, um, honestly, I think anything that that's done on Instagram from like a look what I have standpoint is something that you're afraid you're gonna lose. So you you promote that you have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you think that you have a girlfriend, you say, "Here's my girlfriend. Here's my boyfriend." You're afraid that you might lose that person, so you need to piss on that hydrant over and over and over again to show that, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, I think if you're secure in what you have, you don't really have to do that shit. 
Yeah. You know? I think um, I, no, I I actually think that's quite profound, Chris. That was, that was good. I obviously have taken a bit of a different approach from time to time. And um, I will say that, uh, yeah, next time I will um, I'll try and cool that off a bit. Let's put it that way. I think, well, I don't but, think you've ever been – I don't think things. you've been over the top with that at all. I wasn't talking about you just now. I'm just saying no, I, just think, I think there are people that you know who I'm talking about in, in your own world. I'm talking – right now I'm talking to the listening audience. You know who I'm talking about. You know a person I'm talking about that's like you and your fake bullshit relationship. Shut the fuck up. I don't believe you. At all. I will say that you know since you know I, I say it all the time from a reality TV standpoint. Attention is the worst drug on the planet. I really really believe that because it's very tough. You can't never satiate that if you've got that attention sized. I I'm you know. not gonna say it. I have jokes, but I'm just not gonna say it. Okay, I appreciate it. I, what people are willing to do for attention legitimately disgusts me. Yeah, like. To the point where I've seen people and I'm like, you, I just can't even get into it. But just the um, the obsession people have with, with how they come off to strangers is very confusing to me. And I think, honestly, that's why I'm the luckiest person in the world is we got that TV show where we had a, a millions of people looking at what we said and did and looking at our Instagrams and all that. And you really realize how big the world is and how little you matter when that shit happens. When you go to an event... And you think you're super famous. We had kind of a silent rule in our family that we wouldn't go to like a party or an event if we were like kind of the most famous people there. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Because if you're, we want to be, oh, at least for me, I don't know, Al, if, you, if I ever said that around you guys, but I always said uh, people wouldn't go to events, you know, in our circle of reality TV or housewives or whatever. Oh, so-and-so's going to, I would hear this. So-and-so's going to be there and it would be someone as big as, let's say, um, I don't know, Al, uh, Chris Jenner mm-hmm. and they would say no one's gonna care that we're there so or my rebuttal would be that well not Chris Jenner it's probably not the best example but we would always go to this one event that and I'll, I'll just say the name that Samsung would always throw it's yeah. this really great event called Hope for Children we're no longer on TV anymore so we're no longer invited to it but mm. um, huge people would go huge you know John Legend and uh, every quarterback you can imagine it was a big football tie-in I think Dan Marino's association was behind it as well yeah and we insist- we loved going to that because no one looked at us twice but that's the company you keep and as opposed to I'm not going to go open a jack in the box somewhere because I'm going to get the most pictures out of it you know what i mean yeah with- so you're like the headliner on the flyer of it. Right. Like that's the attention. It's not about drawing attention. It's about living and having an experience and all that. But if you're not getting the most attention, you're not going to go to something. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you know, you know? It's, it's a lot of that. Plus, like we would go to things because we genuinely wanted to be there. And you know, even kind of bringing it back to like the holidays, right? You always have that person in your family or friend circle that you haven't seen in a while. You sit down and the first words out of their mouth are how amazing they're doing. You know what I mean? Like it kind of equate that to a lot of what you see on social media a lot of attention-based things where the more you talk, the less you have to say in a weird way. Yeah. Like, is there is that kind of based in, like, some type of insecurity? Like, I'm supposed to sit here and tell you how great I'm doing because, you know, I, I feel like you think I'm not or whatever it is. Like, there's, there's some layers to that, too. I think when you look at um, just kind of, I think, every decision that you make now, or at least I try and make now, I just say to myself, is this something that I really want? to do in the present moment am I enjoying this because of me or is it based on like do I like what I'm doing or am I afraid of what people are going to say if I either don't do this or what the result would be if I didn't do something whatever it is um so you know in a in a, in a roundabout way like when when you're looking at um just kind of the time of year that it is now and like 
the length to which people will always go to just kind of put themselves out there, tell you what they're doing, whatever. Um, I don't know. Well, just, just think about this. In 1989, the Texas woman, her husband was the one complaining, right, that she dresses like a slut. Not those exact words. I don't think slut was invented until 2001. I mean, it's what they mean. But it's what they meant, yeah. right? And now, like, I can't imagine that fight being the same way. It would be like, yo, you know that girl with all those followers? She's coming to Thanksgiving. <laughs> like a fucking slut. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's just a different world altogether. It's just that – but, Alex, like, you – again, I don't know if people since listening to this have looked the other people up that are on here. Maybe you never heard of us. Maybe you looked us up for the first time. But um, good-looking girl, you're a bartender at a, at a kind of a, a – probably, I would say, the most one of the more college bars in town, right? It's a younger clientele. Right? Because well, we have a college here in town, and I yeah. think people don't really know that. People don't really mention it often. Um, what's, like, bad attention? What is bad attention for you as a as, – you're an adult now. Like, you're an yeah. adult woman. Yeah. You're not, like, a girl. Who, <laughs> so, like, what's something that you looked at as validating maybe five or six years ago that you might now look at and be like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think when you're younger, you'll also let a lot of really – you let the choice of words go a little bit more. So if somebody calls you hot or they say they like, they like your tits or something like that, you're a little bit more flippant to like laugh it off and kind of just appreciate the attention in general. And then I think, A, the older you get, and B, especially in the way that I think the world's kind of going now, you start to just say like, no, that's just not, that's just not the way to say it. Mm-hmm. You have to like speak with more respect. So I think the, the older you get, the more you start to demand more respect out of what you'll take just from somebody hitting on but you is, or is it just from you. is it just from hearing it too much or is it just like something happened that maybe a trickle down starts to happen where like a guy took it too far and then you're like you know what i'm tired of hearing that shit yeah sometimes it's one person takes it too far for me it was just one day i just thought why am i just laughing it off right like, i don't need the attention anymore like i'm completely self-confident in myself and i don't need anyone to hit on me or to constantly give me attention to validate that anymore. I'm waiting for that day. You're looking at me like I'm going to agree with you. I, I, no one hits on me enough that I'm sick of it yet. Yes, yeah, so you get to a point where you it just it becomes absolutely meaningless, becomes white noise, and if anything, it becomes more of an it can cross the line from a compliment to an insult. And I think that a lot of that has to do with the way that sometimes it's delivered, and it, sometimes it has to do with your own self-respect at that point, and where on the spectrum you think that respect turns into disrespect. I get what you're saying. I get that. No, that makes sense. Last question. Uh, really, really quick answer, please. Uh, I'm only reading it because it's just, it, I don't know, for some reason it made me laugh. Uh, this is, there's a picture of me enclosed from season, <laughs> I'm going to guess two of man of Housewives, maybe one. <laughs> I'm very skinny. I don't have a beard. Would you even know that was me in that picture? You're so young. See that? So uh, somebody sent that picture, Chris 10 with an emoji, but it doesn't show up on the laptop. Um, this is sometime how I picture you looking at Albie when he's so serious. Anyways, it's so fucking cold here in New Hampshire. Already <laughs> snow on the ground. So what's your favorite season? This person gets right to fucking business, and they're my kind of <laughs> my kind of gal. Round the horn, then we're gonna end it. What's your favorite season? Spring. Fall. Fall. Spring. Fall. Fall. Spring. All right, everyone. Bye. See ya. Bye. the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.